Welcome to Daffy Blue View, your source for all of the things Everton. I'm Jerry. Max is here. Uh, David is still moving and is super stressed. So be patient. The man will be back when he gets his Wi-Fi turned on. He'll be a couple weeks, you know, but I've seen the pictures of his new place and it's really nice. Good setup, isn't it? It really is. It really is. Um, you know, as one would think with David, everything just so. <laughs> just like his beard and his haircut. See? It's just so contoured. He's got his living room the same way. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> um, and actually, Edward would be here, but he is stuck and stranded away from home because of transportation. See, I'm not even giving fake excuses this time because they have real mm-hmm. ones. Yeah. Hey. So, um, so uh, Max... We're in the unique position of both of us having recently gone to international matches this past week. We are. Didn't you go? Yeah, I went to um, I went to Argentina, Italy at the Etihad. Now, spoiler alert: Max's game was a little more heavyweight teams. Mm. All right, but I went to Cary, North Carolina, and watched the USA play Paraguay. Oh, what was the final score? I, I didn't see the final result there. 1-0, and we won. Mm. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. For, and apparently for, we were on TV, oh. me and my wife. Oh. Yeah, just one little a friend of ours was watching the game. Pause it, rewind it, just to get the, the, the shots of you on the telly. <laughs> they took a picture of it. It was great. Uh, yeah. it, was, it was pretty cool. I mean, here's the deal. We went to see, it, it's at this very small soccer stadium, very small football stadium. See, mm. I go to one U.S. game and I'm already saying soccer again. <laughs> uh, but it's a very small stadium, but it was packed. Uh, about 9,300 people were there. Um, but that was that's that's close to max capacity. It was, yeah. Parking was atrocious. We had to drive two hours to get there. Um, bad traffic. Um, but you know what? Don't care. Got to see an international international match. Yeah. You know? Quite quite the opposite for me, really. The Etihad um, didn't didn't sell out or anywhere near sell out. I think there were even certain parts of the ground that were closed off, which is it's quite surprising to me. I, I don't understand. You know, if if you hear the, the the two countries, Argentina and Italy, surely to God, you know, because there were quite a few um, that had flew over. You could tell there was one lad behind. We were a bit late getting in, and there were a few Italians behind us that were belting out the national anthem when we were in in the queue to get searched to go in. Um, but in in all honesty, the game didn't live up to the um, the expectation. Mm. Really, the, 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 I mean, the, the the side traded blows, and you know, I think I'm I'm privileged to finally say that I've seen Gigi Buffon live now. Yeah, but, that's um, so awesome. Yeah, he made, <laughs> he made a couple of absolutely world class saves. I mean, they, they traded the blows, but the standard of football wasn't um, it wasn't free flowing and attacking like you'd uh, expect. Off the two sides, um, Gonzalo Higain had, had quite a poor game. Who um, mm. I had quite an eye on, but you know we got two goals in the end in the second half, and it, it livened up. Still didn't get to see Messi though. I've seen Messi before live, so it wasn't that of, of that much importance to me. But I, I was a bit upset not to see him come on. Yeah, I, I totally, totally get. See, you were disappointed because Messi didn't play. I was disappointed that Anthony Robinson didn't play. <laughs> okay, yeah. now. 
Because that was the only player from the U.S. team where I was just like, really want to see him play. Now, I did get to see Timothy Tim Weah play. Um, So that was cool. You know, he's been playing for PSG this season. And this was, I think this was his first international cap, which was awesome. Yeah. Um, So I got to see him play a little bit, only for like nine minutes. Yeah, I I got to see them. La Celso from from PSG come on. They, they're quite, they've got you know in, in PSG they've got a good good amount of young players there that they're um, mm-hmm. integrating into the first team and you know they certainly be able to function at international level to show that they're getting brought up right. Yeah, I mean, uh, like yours, our game was not flu- flu- uh, free flowing at all. Um, the the only goal was a P- was a pen- penalty. <laughs> it was a PK. All right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it was it was kind of a you know an ugly game yeah, for the it, most it, part. Paraguay was coming into they were kind of I don't know really overly physical for a friendly. Yeah, yeah, the, a lot a lot of what was, of what was down to 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 my game not being that free flow and the bloody Martin Atkinson and I think we we see this week in week out at, at Premier League level, but and it, it, the news has come out recently that there's going to be no English referees or officials at the World Saw Cup. That. It's it's not surprising to be honest. And just the, every little thing gets blown up for, and it just it stops the flow of the game. It, it, it kill it almost killed the crowd's interest because um, they mm-hmm. were doing Mexican waves after getting you know at, at stages of the game they were that bored. So you know that that doesn't surprise me that there's no Englishman going to be officiating at the World Cup. Yeah, uh, we were right beside the American Outlaws. Mm. And I've got some friends of mine who were in that section. And our section was right beside it. That's nice. But but we paid less money. We. So we were lucky. We're but I literally didn't stand up. I didn't sit down the whole game. Mm. I was standing up the whole time because everybody in my section was standing up. Other sides, they were all sitting down pretty much for the whole game. Yeah. Uh, so uh, it was interesting. Like I, There are times where you see the outlaws and you're like, well... Some of the stuff seems a little excessive, what they're doing. Yeah. But it, but the thing is, if they are not doing it, no one else is. Exactly. It, it, it breeds it, doesn't it? I feel the type of attitude and the behavior. And, you know, fans like the Outlaws, you know, they, they see the, the game as, a, as an event. They see it, they, they, I think that, that tends to be the case with a lot of American fans in general. They see it as, you know, a, a showcase and they get the money's worth. And I'm not against that at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the... Uh, uh, I will say the outlaws are a small percentage of the crowd. If mm. you do the the, the math, um, it's just not. It's I, I. There would be no singing, there would be no chants, there would be no anything if the outlaws laws weren't there. Mm. You know what I mean? So at times, you know, my wife looked over at me and she was like, "Yeah, I don't think I could be doing what they're doing all game." <laughs> and I said, "I understand. I see what you mean. I've done it. I've been yeah. in the outlaw section before." <laughs> Um, and it, it, it's difficult to focus on the game as much as you want to. Yeah, yeah. If you're singing that much, if you're chanting that much, um, but I also see them as as necessary. You yeah. know what I mean? So yeah, yeah I don't know. It, it, as I say, they breathe the atmosphere that f- football needs. Really, at least they're trying in America. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because not a whole lot. You know, some other uh, MLS teams try hard. Yeah. With their atmosphere, but yeah, um, and I think it was a test run to kind of see if North Carolina could handle an MLS team. Mm. Yeah. I didn't think about that, but I think that was part of what they were going for—is to see how much interest they really had. Yeah, 
Um, so it, it was. if it's sold, if it's sold out, then you know, a big thumbs up there, isn't it? See, I don't know for sure if it actually sold out, but I definitely know when you looked around, I didn't see any empty seats. Mm-hmm. So, um, so uh, that was going on. Uh, just to kind of throw it out there, we have been missing in action since last week. Uh, a big part part of that is uh, family obligations. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have uh, I have a film production company, and we've had gigs. We've been recording, you know, short films for people. Uh, so we're it, it's basically been a, a bad scheduling for us in terms yeah. of trying to get people free to, to, to talk to you and to, to make the conversation. <laughs> um, but it hasn't really been a peak week in news. No, for Everton. It hasn't. Uh, international breaks. Well, they suck. They really do. Yeah. Um, if you get to go to a game, it's cool. But if not, it's well, just kind of like. Well, I, th- I think the, the this particular set of international friendlies or the drew, drew a lot more interest than usual. Obviously, because mm. you know the viewed as World Cup warm ups aren't yeah. you really in the wake of the World Cup. But yeah, as, as you say, it, it certainly does slow club news down. Yeah, I didn't really get to see a lot of uh, the other matches that were out there. Mm. Um, although I wanted to, part of it was just because I was busy. But not not as many are on the channels that I have. Yeah, and that's yeah. The, the kind of the the part, the bad part of what having American television. Yeah, I think a lot, a lot, a lot of international games are, you know, they're quite awkward to try and find on the TV because mm. you know you don't know where they're being broadcast from, etc. But of course, of course, a good few air highlight reels of a few games, and there are certainly are some impressive teams in good form going up, up towards this World Cup. So anyway, so that's that's basically what's been kind of going on with us. But we're back. We're going to be back on a more normal schedule. We have surpassed 600 YouTube subscribers and the pods are doing well. So we're we're happy. Times are all right. Um, really quickly for podcast peoples, uh, here's the way this show's going to look. Uh, we're doing a Man City preview. We play City at the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, right after my kids' Easter egg hide. So it's perfect timing. Uh-huh. Uh, so I don't have to sit there and be in the middle of a field looking around going, oh my God, I'm missing the game for this. <laughs> so so, uh, so we'll be doing uh, a preview of that. Um, then in a pod exclusive, we'll be kind of going through the what news there was. A little bit of Everton news that's out there. Um, and then we'll do an international roundup. Okay, so that's what's happening. Uh, so let's move on to the city preview. Here's a bunch of nonsense about City. You know what they're doing. Uh, the current form, they're first in the table with... They're only sitting on 81 points. <laughs> so, you know. Uh, 26-3-1. and uh, Recently, they, they beat Stoke 2-0. Lost uh, 1-2 to Basel. But that was in the second leg. And they'd already just dominated them in the first leg. That, that leg was... that. that yeah. That was pretty much over after the first one. A full um, and they, yeah, and they beat uh, Chelsea one nil. Um, uh, injuries: Aguero is, is is carrying an injury, and Delph about fifty percent. They probably I if you're if you're Pep, would you play them? I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It, as you say, it's, it's it's there's no obligation to really, particularly with the uh, the league. Pretty much looks in the bag for them and. They've got the big game coming up against Liverpool in the in the Champions League midweek, so I think you know we've we've hit a, a half decent time to play both 
Man City and Liverpool within sort of short, short space of time because with them playing with them playing each other, you know, there's always as as, as we've talked about, there's always the chance of the, the, them fielding weakened sides, and that mm-hmm. it by no means means that you know we're going to win or at all. You know, we, <laughs> so their weakened side, particularly City this season, look like it could still pretty much beat anyone in in the league. So, you know, it's yeah, it's a little positive for us. Speaking of that weekend side, uh, Ederson playing keeper, Walker, Otamendi, company, and then either Zinchenko or Danilo. Mm. Uh, one of those two. Either way, they're good. Uh, Fernandinho, uh, De Bruyne, uh, David Silva, Bernardo Silva, Gabriel Jesus, and Sané. You might see... Uh, Gundogan come in, you know, but <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing, and you know, you, you might see him come in. You might not. You might see Sterling as well. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, he played uh, most of one of the Germans' friend Germany's friendlies yeah. this past week. Uh, it just it's, it's unbelievable the quality the quality and depth that they've got. It it really is quite um it's quite something. I don't think I've really seen a, t- a team like this in my life in my lifetime. Really, particularly in England. There's just the strength and depth is crazy, and as you say, you know they've got they had the, the the trouble at left back. I mean, Delph did fit in at left back for a bit, but this Dinchenko um, looks yeah. a really sound young player. So I think you know all credit to Pep. Yeah, and they they seem to not. Sometimes teams are doing well in Champions League and they transition to the league and they're struggling, or vice versa. Um, but. This team doesn't has not been dealing with that at all. Um, yeah, there's just there's just very little letdown. No. Um, so who? What are we looking at for for our team? Uh, just a gay carrying some sort of muscle injury that the the manager of Senegal was talking about. Mm. Um, I don't think he'll play. Uh, and Williams is still suspended, which I know really breaks a lot of your hearts out there. Because you were really looking forward to him playing. <laughs> anyway. But yeah, uh, and Gilfie Sigurdsson is out with that same problem that he's had recently. So, Gay being out presents a dilemma. Um, it would. It, I know what I would like to do, but what do we think Sam's going to do? What do we think Sam's going to do? And then say what you're going to do. Do you yeah. think we're going to keep the same formation... Because it's been working, or is Sam going to do that thing where he gets scared and bunkers at the back because he's where? I mean, we're at home. Oh, yeah. You, you, yeah funnily enough, I never thought that. I, I, I'm, 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 you know, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking and I'm hoping that he's going to stick with the same winning team with that system. But as you say, this might be one of his expected losses, mightn't it? So yeah, it might be all hands on deck and five at the back. Yeah, I mean, I. I'm thinking because we're at home and we don't have much to lose, go for it. Mm. You know what I mean? Because 40 points, we're sitting on 40. Why? Why bunker back now? Yeah, I don't know. And it, I mean, Pep, it, and I'm, it's quite a proud achievement, really. I, I love this little stat that Pep Guardiola's never beaten us. Um, because I'm, I'm a huge fan of Pep Guardiola personally in my lifetime. I think he's the best manager I've ever seen. Probably with the exception of Sir Alex Ferguson and the man's just an absolute genius and for, for him to not have broke us down yet and for us to have inflicted his, his heaviest loss since he's been in England 
with mm-hmm. last season with that four 0 win. Um, again, so Pep Guardiola, Ferguson, and Bob Bradley. Bob Bradley, yeah. I knew you. I knew you accidentally forgot him. The Swansea, uh, term. yeah. The, the joys he had at Swansea. <laughs> he, he's actually really good for the U.S. Just saying, he's doing really yeah. well at LAFC. But yeah, that was that was a joke for you people out there. I like him, but not that much. All right. <laughs> anyway, now that I've interrupted Max and totally thrown his game, keep going, buddy. No, <laughs> I, I'm just. I, I've just got to hopefully Everton. I've just got this bogey team. Kind of omen over over Manchester City, and I'd, I'd, I'd love I'd love to see us pull one out the bag because I feel like you know it, it's been a really underwhelming and hard season, and if we, and if we pull off a win against these, then I think yeah. it'll be a it'll be a win for the ages. Really, I think any team that beats this Manchester City team is in it's really going to live long in their memory. So, so what's your what's your what's Sam's? Line up, and then what's yours? I, I think it. I think it's the same system, really. Pickford, and hope. Hopefully, I mean, there's. A, I'm. I'm slightly cautious over over Baines and Coleman because you know because of all the impact that they've had since they've come back. I'm just really cautious. I don't want any of them to to pick up knocks or you know mm-hmm. re- regress in in their physical state. Really, so Baines and Coleman are full back touch wood, and I, I think you know I, I, I like. Jagielka and Keane to get together as centre back. I really feel like it, it looks like Keane's growing yeah. his confidence, particularly next to Jags. Um, holding midfield, I want to see um, Tom Davies and, and Wayne Rooney because I just I, I feel like, and I think it, David was one of the first that brought it up. The fact that we don't play the, the holding midfield, that we let the, the the two have kind of got their own system between them, and they're, they're not yeah. they, they take the turns and things like that. I think it, it works really well for us, but again, uh, are we are we, we going to be able to break? Are we going to be able to, to to have these opportunities against them? I, I don't know. I think it's where the, the likes of Walcott's going to come in, really useful. Ambalasi out wide with the pace because I feel like we're, we're going to have to counter these. Uh, I, I really can't treat of getting a slow build-up goal against them because they're so quick to close the bottle down and win it and go on the attack. Yeah, I feel, I feel like Gilfie Sigurdsson is going to be a huge miss in this game because we know the amount of the, like, the defensive covering that, that he does. Um, I think, and I, I'm going to say this, it's going, going out on a bit of a whim, because of his goal midweek for for, for England, I, w- I want to see um, Dominic Calvert-Lewin and Cenk Tosin up front. I, I, I want to see it as a, as a little combination. I want to see two up front. So is that what you think he's going to do, or you? No, I, I, as I say, I think he's going to play the same... The same thing, yeah. The same thing. So the real question here is going to be, if we started Davies, Gay, and Rooney in the center last game, Davies, Rooney, are you saying that Davies and Rooney will pull back? and, Or who do you think is going to fill that <clears throat> Gay role? I feel like it um, – because I know I've complimented how Gay and – I mean, Davies and Rooney coexist. I mean, they, they both – let, like one goals, one stays, etc. It seems like a really good system, but I just I do feel like they're going to be given a lot of defensive responsibility, and particularly if I want to see I want to see Calvert Lewin play because mm-hmm. I mean particularly after it, I've and I've seen his, his comments because he come out and said that he, he wished he was in the the England the, the senior setup. 
with England. And I, I feel sorry for Calvert Lewin. I really do feel like he's mis- been mismanaged this season. I mean, he, he was given an awful lot of responsibility. Yeah. He's still very young. I mean, he, he was leading the line um, when um, Sam Allardyce came in, and I just feel like that was a lot of responsibility for a young player to to take on. It was. It was, but I, I will say I think that it's been good for him. Yeah, I think um, I've been good, for him, but as I say, I, I I feel like he's been mismanaging that. I, I it would have done him the world of good to be up there with a partner or just someone that he could. Kind that's of rely. I would agree with that. I definitely agree with that. I think yeah. that would have made him given him some support. Yeah, exactly, and I think it would have probably enhanced his development as well. Yeah, um, I mean, uh, so I'm going. I would prefer. See, I mean, my what I think he's going to do: Pickford, Coleman, Jags, Keane, Baines, Davies, Rooney. I think he'll start Schneiderlin instead of Gay. Mm. I don't want that. But I think he will. Uh, Balassi, Walcott, Tosin. I would rather he do a like for like swap with Gay and put in Baningami mm. instead, because I think he hasn't really done anything wrong to be out out on his ass the way he has been. Mm. You know, I think he's played well when he's been in. Yeah. Um, and I, I think he's the closest thing to having a like-for-like like situation with Gay if you want to keep the same system. Yeah. But Sam will never do it if he's got a player with all the experience of Schneiderlin. I know, and, and I, I don't think he'll put and I don't think he'll put Clausen in instead either. No, I, I, th- I think I think me, me, me same point gets made whenever People when people want the likes of Vlasic, Benningimi, or these younger players, they want them to come in. I just say, you know, when Sam Allardyce came in, he was told to keep us up effectively. Yeah. So I think that's always going to be the thing that he'll harp back to, and and say, you know, we needed to be secure. We needed to choose experience over youth. Um, again, we've hit that forty mark now, forty point mark. So there's a bit, there's a lot of pressure that's been lifted. But again, his attitude, it seems to be very stubborn. In that sense, oh, but I, I really do think it probably will be Schneiderlin. I'll be curious if he changes a little bit of his philosophy when it comes to that, because we already have forty. Mm. You know, yeah. Let's you know be a little flexible on it. I but you know how he is flexibility. Ha 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 ha. So, um, so yeah. Um, what's the what's what's the result going to be? Ooh. 2-0 City. I'm saying 3-1 City. We're negative uh, Nigels over here. Yeah. But... Uh, it's only, honestly, I mean, playing almost anybody else at home right now, I I would probably pick a win. It's only because I think City is that good of a team, and I think the fact that they we have been a little bit of a bogey team for Pep. I think he'll be kind of pissed about that and yeah. try to. He's one of those guys who likes to lay out his accomplishments, yeah. line them up, and tick off the boxes. Yeah, and I feel like, like just getting us beaten is something he's like. You know, I want to. I want to go ahead and do that. That that mentality just seems to elude us this season. I feel you know. I don't think we've gone mm. into any big game particularly confident like we used to. So, yeah. So, Max and I picking a loss for Saturday. Uh, we don't want that to happen. Of course. You know, if we did the Edward head in our heart thing, be, be very different results, I think. Mm. Um, but, yeah. So, that's how we see the City game. 
I just want to see us go there and compete and not bunker back. I just want to see us, you know, play a little attacking football. Just try. Just try. Yeah. Or even if we do what we did at the Etihad and just don't concede towards the end because that game at the yeah. Etihad, you know, we're very close to getting a result in a way. Very true. All right, so that's been our city preview. All right, let's move to some uh, to some Everton news. All right, uh, international break. We've we've established that there's really not a whole lot of news, but we're going to make all this sound super exciting and huge. I mean, almost every bit of this is hearsay, except for the, these are the two definite things. Okay, let's go there with this. Um, Everton is involved in a contract dispute with Koeman. Mm-hmm. Uh, Apparently, the Netherlands are paying him 600000 a year, which is way more than what we were paying him. And the deal, our deal with him was that we would pay the difference in whatever, <laughs> whatever salary he, he gets coming up. And I believe the, the real argument here is that the Never- Netherlands should have been paying him a lot more money if they were competing with other, with other na- national teams. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems like we're kind of getting taken for a ride. So there's that. Um, yep. And any any, I know you were you voiced a little frustration about this earlier, Max. But at the same time, it's kind of it is what it is in terms of where we're at with Kuman, right? Yeah, I, I just feel like it, it seems to it, it seems to have come out of Everton after we sat Martin and everything. It doesn't surprise me that. It's happened again now. I mean, I, I'm I'm not exactly. I, I can't recall off the top of my head the length of the contract was that we gave him, but mm. I really I, I don't know what more we. I think it's just poor business planning by on Everton's behalf. Really, I just feel like if we if we're gonna give someone a long term contract, and it, you know it, it comes with the compensation. So, and I, I know you you voiced your, your opinion over the fact that you know Holland aren't doing us any favors, but again. The aren't. We, yeah. we shouldn't, shouldn't expect them to really. So uh, I, I do feel like it's um, it's fell on Everton's head. This. Yeah, I don't really know that what they're doing is illegal. It just kind of, as you said, not doing us any favors, really at all. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like there may be some. It's possible to do some ethical uh, criticism concerning the way they're handling his contract, but. Again, it seems to me legally there's not really a whole lot we can do. No, but I don't know. Maybe they'll work something out. We'll see. It'd be great if Everton paid less money. Mm. I'm down with that. Um, next, uh, in something that definitely happened, uh, Dan Mice was on was on Twitter responding to supporter comments about stadium capacity. Um, they were talking about the the new stadium, and a lot of people have been really saying this. It needs to be sixty thousand plus. That is, in order to be able to compete with these other new stadiums, these other other clubs, we need sixty thousand plus. My initial thought was I would prefer sixty thousand plus as well. I just want to say that out loud. Mm. Uh, that that's what I thought is going to happen. However, Elstone had been hinting at something not much bigger. Not much bigger than Goodison, in a recent uh, Q and A. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Mice came in and was responding to comments saying, look, people are always all about capacity when we really want to focus on atmosphere first and foremost, which is true. Mm. However, Goodison's got atmosphere. So it's got to be this perfect storm of atmosphere and like, you know, attendance, right? Yeah, I, I... I, my main concern with this this stadium is it, it's really got to be iconic. I think all these big European clubs they are the 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 names automatically associated with it with the home stadium and the, the real real cathedrals of football and that produce great atmosphere. And I feel like it's it's got to speak volumes of of where we want to be. And I mean I, I'm not asking for much more than sixty thousand, but I do feel like it's got to be you know capped around sixty thousand. It's got to push the limits. It can't be, you know, between forty and fifty. I really do feel like we've got we've got to try and push our attendance out. And and, and, and again, I, I hate referring to football clubs as brands, but we need to kind of push ourselves as a brand. I mean, that's the reality. I don't like doing that either, but it is. It, I mean, business is a big part of a football club. Exactly. Um, I mean, they don't survive if they don't handle their finances the right way. I know uh, people have talked about the. The, the amount of like luxury boxes and things like that um that it's vital to a new stadium to be able to bring in more more income yeah you know? um so uh, it wouldn't surprise me if this ends up being about a about 50,000 it wouldn't surprise me mm. if that happens um I'm going to be fine with that if it just looks amazing. And to be to be honest, if we look at Mice's previous work, it does look like that. He's it's he's good, you know. Yeah. And I it, there's a point where I just trust him yeah, because he interacts with fans so much and he gets the club. You know, he's, he's talked to it. He's talked to it perfectly, hasn't he? Really, um, I feel like that is something that the club do manage particularly well. I, I remember. Uh, around the time we had the big uh, badge debacle, that um, they they brought in a consultation company who who again got it spot on because I'm, I'm a huge fan of the, of the badge that they've got now, and it's, I think mm. a lot of other fans are really happy with it. And the stadium again, it, it's in the hands of someone who gets it and yeah. who who does see this as a career defining project for himself. So I trust them yeah. too. Yeah, I'm definitely with you on that. Um, so yeah, do, but do I understand the complaints? About people wanting 60k, yeah, I do, I get it. Um, I, I'm pretty much with you, but at the same time, I'm not going to cling to that number like grim death when Mice is saying we should do this, do it this other way, you know. So he just continues to warn against making a West Ham stadium. Yeah, which is Exhibit A for how not to generate atmosphere. Yeah, exactly. So. Um, so that is all of the stuff that definitely happened. Then there's one more thing that definitely happened. Fonseca did an interview about his future. And he came out and said, yes, he has other offers. But he's focused on Shakhtar right now. This is where he needs to, in which of course he would be, right? Um, I want him to say that. If we're considering, I don't want a coach or a manager that we're going for to be talking about other teams when he's focused on the, the job he's doing right now, you know? Um, he wants to finish his job. Uh, cool. that, yeah, that, that certainly might put him a... might make Evertonians hold Fonseca in higher esteem to say Silva, who, mm-hmm. you know, we, we know his head got turned by the prospect of coming to us. 
But um, yeah, I'm, I, I completely agree with you. And to 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 see the man focused and dedicated to literally what is on his hands at the current moment in time mm. is is what you want if he is to take over. Yeah, I will be fair to Silva. He never actually addressed us. You know what I mean? Mm. Like in his comments, he said, but he never just said, "No, I'm not going to Everton." You know, and I think he was actively making a lot of plans. I think yeah. that was pretty clear. Yeah. So, um, and so, hence, because of those comments, there are more Fonseca rumors. There are bronze rumors from uh, from PSV. All right, uh, as possible director of football or collaborating with Walsh in some way. Don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, these are rumors. A lot of papers yeah. are going with it. Cool. I feel like when a lot of rumours get thrown like that, in particularly positions like manager and like director of football, that it really it, it puts it puts transfer rumours on hold for me because you know the the scouting system and the recruitment system I'd assume is going to take a completely different look. If we're you know mm-hmm. if we're bringing in to 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 I hate I hate I hate using the term we're bringing in two foreigners, but it will be you know it, they'll have the different systems and the, they'll have the different ways of approaching things, and I really do feel like it'll be good for Evan. Um, yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm I'm kind of divided on these rumors to be honest with you, but I, I I did see some cynical folks on Twitter saying, you know, I think it is an odd coincidence that we're getting these rumors during a time where Everton is trying to get season ticket sales, you know, wrapped up. Mm. That is, yeah. that's the cynical view. Just saying yeah. it is a view. You see it okay. on, the, you see it on the end of all the, um, the, the social media videos, don't you? You know, the, the deadline is. Yeah. And yeah, so it is, it's a valid point. Yeah, it is a thing. I don't know if it's true, but Hey, you know, it's a way to look at it. So, you mentioned transfer rumors taking back seat to manager and director of football rumors, and I agree, which is why we're doing these now, after the others. <laughs> so the transfer rumors, there's a lot of them. I don't know how many of these are legit or real or whatever. Um, I think this first one has some legitimacy to it, though. Jack Wilshire on a free, possibly us giving him a huge sign-on fee because he would be coming for free, potentially. Um, I could see that. I'd be a huge fan of that. I'm a big fan of Jack Wilshere. I mean, he he's, he he seems to be like marmite to people. Some people love him, some people hate him. But I feel like he's probably one, probably if not the most talented England English central midfielder at the minute. Really, um, with it, with it, some of the football that he can play again, it's just his injury concerns that it it's it you know it's similar to Sturridge uh, mm. when he was at Liverpool. You know, you, you can see the talent, you can see the potential. But it's just setback after setback, and if we can manage that, and it's a big if, but I'd be willing to take the risk on it. Yeah, um, I think his game is actually not too far away from Vlasic's Vlasic's uh, game in that they both uh, ball seems to stick, stick to him like Velcro. Mm. Uh, good vision, good. Uh, I think Wilshire is a little is obviously has more experience. I think he's got more injury issues, um, but at the same time, I'd feel more comfortable throwing Wilshire in any game. Whereas Lashic, I would be thinking about situations yeah. more yeah. because he's so young. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
two United possibilities in Smalling and Shaw, uh, possible defensive reinforcements. Um, I'm divided about this. I don't know. I'm, I've learned not to judge too much about cast-offs from other squads, other supposedly bigger, you know, teams. Um, I'm, I'm not really excited about Chris Mulling possibility. Um, just not. And uh, Shaw, I think at one, one point he was the left-back prospect in England. And after that bad injury, I don't know if he's ever gotten back up to speed. Um, and I've heard that may have something to do with work ethic, but who who actually takes stock in rumors? You know. Yeah, so. the, I am. I'm pretty. Much, I'm on the same page as you for that. Um, I'm I'm not a big fan of the the thoughts of small and playing for Everton really. But with Luke Shaw again, we know that we we know and we've seen if, if Baines get injured, if Baines gets injured, we we know the situation that we get put in. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, we haven't got depth at left back at all and. There are a lot worse players to be going for than Luke Shaw again. I, I think it's, it's expecting too much of Everton to possibly go after someone like Kieran Tierney or, yeah. or Ryan Chessignon. Yeah, I think Joe Bryan might be a bit more of a viable option if we still fancy like going after him, but I, I wouldn't be against Luke Shaw at all. Yeah, I'm, I'll be really curious come summer what we do about left-back. Mm. You know, essentially backup left-back if Leighton Baines is starting. Well, um, yeah. Really, we that we go- should, should have been something that we should have got covered in January. You know how yeah. many would be say? Yeah, we were we were dying for that. Uh, but I'm wondering if we're going to give Anthony Robinson an actual chance at backing him up. I think that's that's great. It's ideal. But he has, I mean, he's he's doing all right for Bolton this season. Uh, but uh, that doesn't mean he's ready to come in and back up Baines. But what kind of great player is willing to come in and back up Baines? So maybe we're looking for someone not to back up, but to share the load with Baines and actually start some games, which means I think you do have to bring in a new player. Mm. Um, a player, a left back we've been scouting. Another one has been Frank Frank Fabra from Boca Juniors. He's a Colombian left back. Um, he's not a young guy. He'd be ready to come in and play immediately. And he plays. I think he's a starting left back for Colombia. Um, so yeah, I mean, you're talking about an, an international for a very good uh, international squad, mm-hmm. um, a starter. Uh, I think he would easily share the load with Baines. You know, yeah. So I feel, I feel like that that might be a, a better scenario for us to to, to put ourselves in, really, because. We know we, we know that obviously the the, the the risk of wear and tear is, is if you play too much and as you get older. So yeah, I, I, I do feel like that would be sensible if we went down that road. So um, so that's one way to go. Um, now going away from defenders, uh, there's a striker from Porto, Musa Marega. It's from Mali. He's got a 35 million release clause. Uh, which, you know, it's a Portuguese club. Those release clauses are so high. Um, mm. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he scores goals. He seems like a solid striker's not my, you know, key area of improvement that we need at the moment. Not I think anymore. if we buy a striker, I think that means uh, Nias is on his way. Um, yeah. So. As you say, it did. You say he scores goals, but we've got a man who scores goals now, by the looks of it. So yeah, 
and again we've we've got Nias, we've got Calvert Lewin. Um, possibly if we are looking to try and you know up the quality of the backup, that might be an option. But I certainly don't yeah. see um, someone coming and taking the place of Tosin at the minute. Yeah, and there uh, just to go ahead and throw this out there. I think the Tosin rumors of us sending him to to Benfica for a player in cash. I'm just going to go ahead and say no. I know Taliska is a, is a solid player, whatever, but no. We have a, a striker who's clinical and is getting on the end of, of dead balls, and I'm sorry, no. And that's all I have to say about that. It's two letters. N-O. Not doing that. Not going to take, not gonna take our, uh, our bull of war. It's not happening. No, I, I just, I just think it's amazing how how much of a concern centre forward was for us, and you know we we got a man that scores a few goals, and it seems like all the worries go away. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel comfortable with him starting every game. Mm. I know you need other players to again share the load, but still, yeah, he's not going. I'm just gonna, I make the decisions now. He's not going. Um, so. Also, uh, Gary Rodriguez from Galatasaray. We're talking about a, uh, a kind of an outside forward. Uh, I think he plays right forward for them. Fast player. So, supposedly we've been scouting him on multiple occasions. Um, we've also been scouting, and I'm going to butcher this name for our Turkish, wonderful Turkish fans, uh, Ogujan Ajakop, Ajakop, center mid from Bashiktas. Uh, I've heard it's a backup option to Wilshire. Yeah. Actually, I mean, I didn't hear that. I read that the story, but we'll see what happens. Another talented young player. And then the last one, this information came out today. Uh, Quado Asamoa from Ghana plays for Juventus, plays outside mid. Um, I like the idea of getting a player from a winning club, you know yeah. what I mean? A club from a, that yeah. goes into every game thinking we win this. Yeah, he, he's something that's always struck me about him. He's never seemed to... Um, cause I'm not sure of his age now, but I know he's not young, but he's never really seemed to um, lose his physicality about his game. He's always seemed right. to be a really quick, really strong winger. And mm-hmm. again, as you say, bringing someone in with that winning mentality, from uh, particularly Juventus, where that winning, men- winning mentality is just enter- like trained in, yeah. in the squad, um, I feel like that'd be good for Evan. Yeah, totally agree with that. Um, just players coming in that won't accept losing. You know? Just not... I, I love the idea of that. Um, so that is it for the... Uh, you know, I'm sure there's more news, but that's the news we wanted to talk about. So uh, let's the other bit of news from this past two weeks uh, is is it's been the in- international break. Mm-hmm. So yeah, let's let's do the international roundup because we actually have a lot of players out there uh, who've been playing for their various international teams. Um, let's start with Pickford. Uh, Pickford played one of England's two friendlies and uh, 1-0 shutout over Netherlands. Um, not a 
The Netherlands are a team with uh, with. I mean, there is some talent in that squad. Yeah, I mean, we saw that they beat they beat Portugal three 0 You know, mm-hmm. I know a lot of people tend to to, to have a go at them and in, in the fact that they haven't qualified for the World Cup, but that there still is a lot a lot of talent in the squad. Yeah, and uh, it was particularly nice for uh, Pickford to get a nice uh, a nice win, uh, a shutout. Uh, yeah. Played well. Uh, and against Kuman, so we're yeah, not definitely. we're fine with that too. Yeah. Um, Butland played the next one, that was a tie one-one with Italy, mm-hmm. um, and then it leaked somewhere. It's a, it leaked information. So is this true? We don't know. But the uh, the leaked information is that Pickford's going to be number one in the World Cup. Yeah, I think England are in a really unique situation at the moment. No, they've, they've got three keepers there that. Um, and nowhere near the prime yet, I don't feel. Um, mm. Jordan Jordan Pickford being the younger of the three. Jordan Pickford, 24. Nick Pope and Jack Butland, both 25. And they're, they're both considerably, like, all considerably young for, mm. for goalies, as we as we know. Goalies can go well into the 30s. And as I say, it is a, it's, a good, it's a good situation for England to be in, certainly going forward. They may make mistakes, but... At the moment, but it's part of football and how you grow as a footballer. So, uh, good, uh, good little stretch there for Pickford. Hopefully, uh, gives me another another Everton player to watch this summer at the World Cup. Um, yeah. So, uh, Jink Tosin played both games for Turkey. Uh, I don't believe he scored, but uh, the word is he did well. You know, he's. A lot of people consider him to be uh, Turkey's starting striker, uh, part mm. of their best eleven. So, yeah, cool. So, so it's always good for it's always good for Everton. I feel yeah. if you've got you know you got someone who's considered a main man, where they come from, then it's it, it's more pressure for them, and it, it's more likely that they're going to give their all when they when they play for Everton as well. Uh, Umar Nias played for Senegal, so that happened. Mm-hmm. That's awesome, you know. I, I, I hope he played. I, I don't know. I'm hoping they thought he played well enough to be able to go World Cup. That's all I want. I want Nias yeah. in the World Cup. That'd be yeah. so great. It's such a such a great story, really. Like <laughs> the the main thing. It, it, it's where the Holy Grail is. If, if he goes to the World Cup, then that's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the idea of Nias there and no Kuman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Balassi played for Democratic Republic of Congo. Uh, I don't believe they had the result they wanted. I know they they got a loss. Um, so yeah, I don't really. I didn't get to see any of that one. Um, but he's playing for his national team again, which is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Kuka Martina played in a 1-0 win versus Bolivia for uh, Curacao, and he's their captain. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, you know, he plays defense for them, and they shut Bolivia out. So, hey, great, you know. Uh, Besic got 18 minutes in against France for uh, Bosnia-Herzegovina. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Besic seems like he's getting international minutes again. Yeah, France were absolutely unbelievable. I saw the highlight to that game. Oh, yeah? I feel like they're my favorites going into the World Cup after that performance. It's, uh, it's a strange talent pool they have to choose from. France, yeah. you know, um, interesting to have so much talent and be like, what do I do with this? 
you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, Morales got uh, got to play for Belgium, even though Roberto Martinez was the manager. Mm-hmm. So there's that. I guess they've they're trying to bury the hatchet. You know, they're going on guys' weekends together. You know, they're they're trying to be buddies again. So, uh, and uh, let's go to some of the uh, younger players. Uh, Vlasic Vlasic scored uh, two for Croatia's U21 squad. Um, but he can't get a game for us, mm-hmm. right? Never. I know you're going to mention Calvert Lewin, then I'm sure everyone knows that Calvert Lewin bagged his goal, and it just made me think: this is exactly what you know youth level football's for. It's to, you know, if if you're not, it's to make waves. It, it, it's to to say that you are ready for that call up and to be yeah. given the run in at senior level and. Again, we, we've we've hit the forty points now, so there's no excuse not to be seeing him on the bench. It'd be great. I just want to get him get him a little time. Uh, the fact that he's not playing consistently is putting his World Cup in jeopardy, um, as is evidenced by the fact that he was not called up for the senior squad, and he was on the U21s. Mm. Um, maybe maybe he gets on the bench for Croatia this summer. Uh, it's not looking good for him though, unless he starts getting some minutes for us, I believe. Mm. And the 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 big. The big game for the younger guys. Uh, DCL, Davies, uh, Kenny, and Lookman. And Dowell, actually, as well. Oh, I, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they just, they're all getting to play together uh, for uh, U21s. Um, yeah, DCL got a goal against Ukraine. Davies got to play the whole game uh, in that one as well. He didn't, uh, they didn't, neither one got to play very much again in their first game. Davies didn't play at all. DCL only got a little bit. Uh, Kenny against Ukraine got man of the match and, like you said, cleared one off the line. You can find that video somewhere. It's pretty great. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Lookman, when he played, uh, he did well as well. And uh, I know he, uh, Dowell earned some praise. Uh, this is just this is uh, the future of yeah. the football club. Uh-huh. Uh, and I can't wait to start seeing these guys on the field together for us. You know? uh, of, of course. I mean, my, my main concern is when you said the future of football club, how, how long did we think we'd have John Stones, Ross Barkley, Lukaku, so Delafayu, you know. And, uh, really... oh, what is up with your truth and logic, Max? What are you doing <laughs> bringing that to our show? Come on, let us live in delusional hope. Come on. I know. I know. I just, but again, you, you know, we know the, the, these are a real close-knit group of lads and We've seen them stick up for each other when when they're playing for Everton, and effectively, you know, the being it's the opportunity to to play for England and to play for Everton with your mates, isn't it? And yeah. hopefully, that's the the mentality that they have towards it, and the the, the loyalty comes with that. Yeah, um, I remember watching them play U twenty World Cup. Davis wasn't there, of course. He was with I think I think he was playing with U twenty ones, but uh, but yeah, just. As a group, just so fun to watch. Oh man, they're so fun to watch. They're mm. just, they're just a, a, the positive, the good kind of arrogance. Yeah, see, uh, I think Lockman for the short time that he, he come on, he just he he never fails to amaze me with, with his ability to take a man on and how he how he uses his body to beat men and you know like again it, it, it kind of goes back to the why did we let him go but. Just, 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 we've got a good group of talented young English players there. Lookman's such a strange case because 
he comes in some games and he seems like a total world beater that no one can compete with, and he's just dominant. And then he comes in games where he's losing the ball every time he gets it, and yeah. he's giving the ball away on passes, and and it's just it's it's strange. He, he is young and, and inconsistent, but I feel like doing that earns his strong play earns him some time off the bench. Yeah, definitely. You know? You know, how, how long did we say before he went out on loan that we would have loved to have seen him given a sufficient run in the side and yeah. wasn't to be, so let's just hope he comes back in the summer. Yeah, definitely uh, definitely hoping he's uh, he's back here and he wants to be back. That's the mm-hmm. other part of that. He's got to want to be there. Um, so, yeah. Any other, any other uh, international play? Um, Anthony Robinson did not play for the U.S. national team at the game that I attended. And it was a huge disappointment for me because I wanted to see the Jedi out there. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, I kept telling, I even told my kid, I told Bennett, I was like, okay, now we're going to go watch a game and we might be watching an Everton player there and uh, I'll finally get to see Everton player play live. Yeah, that didn't happen. <laughs> so, yeah. No, um, that, that, that's great for him, though, you know, the age that he is getting called up for the senior squad. And he's, had a, he's had a really good season at Bolton, played really well. The frustration so, yeah. is the U.S. national coach, who's the interim coach, did not use all of his subs mm. for a friendly, mm. you know? So they, he only used, like, he didn't use very many. He only used, like, two or three. And he, he could have been putting these young players in to give them experience yeah. and to get them caps. But he they, he said that other players were playing well, and he wanted to reward that play with with time. Um, personally, I think he was worried about losing the game, and they wanted to build positivity in America for you know what I mean. But yeah, what do I know? I'm just some guy. <laughs> so uh, yeah, well, I guess that's it for our international roundup. And that is also it for the big show for the podcasters out there. Uh, if you are listening via, via podcast, please subscribe to the Toffee Blues podcast. Rate it if you can. Leave a little, maybe a good review. That would be nice. Um, we'd appreciate it. Um, also, uh, please subscribe to the Toffee Blues YouTube channel. We are sitting just over 600 subs. I think we're nearing 610. We're at like 607 or something. Uh, we're, we're trying to plug towards 700 now. Yeah, baby steps. We're getting there, but the channel's growing. It's pretty awesome. Uh, very cool fan base that gives us a lot of awesome comments. So you can throw more of those our way, like, all that, all that kind of stuff. Check out Max's stuff on the Toffee Blues website, please. Uh, yeah, check out his uh, his analysis on there. He knows what he's talking about. Check out the Toffee Blues website, though. Um, yeah, there's, uh, please check them out on uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff. I, I think that's all my plugging. I don't think I have any more plugging. I think I'm plugged out. Yeah, you, you, had, you, had, you had a while not to plug. and Back to it now. Actually, you know, and I, I still uh, I was a little iffy there. You know what I mean? Like I've, I've lost my rhythm. i got to work <laughs> on that. I'll go home and practice for a few hours. <laughs> anybody buy that anybody believe that alright so I guess Max that's that's it for, for Max I'm Jerry thanks so much man and uh, we'll uh, see everybody out there later hopefully uh, yeah we get a win on Saturday hopefully yeah 
All right. Bye.